0: is Behind the Cut with Christopher Grenland. the companion show to Not About Lumberjacks. There really is a memorial park at the corner of Hammond Street and Pershing Avenue in the town where I grew up, Mundelein, Illinois. And it really is where after-school fights were arranged during my days at Carl Sandburg Junior High School. In fact, I had one arranged fight there myself. First, though, let's talk about the one creative writing class I ever took. I always entertained the thought of being a writer, but I only wrote bad poetry and gloomy journal entries during my teen years. Most of my storytelling urge was satisfied by a game that still consumes me to this day, Dungeons and Dragons. It wasn't until I was 19 that I wrote something in the hope of publication, a 12-page comic book story illustrated by a good friend that was actually published. I thought to myself, man, this writing thing sure is easy. You just write a story, submit it, and boom, that's all there is to it. Obviously, it's not so easy. I wrote a lot of horror stories when I was 19 and 20. When I was 21, the ghosts of terrible grades in high school fell away enough that I was allowed a shot at admission into junior college. And I figured while there, why not take a creative writing class? Enter Kyler Etheridge. Kyler Etheridge was an English professor who also taught Tarrant County Junior College's creative writing class. And while Kyler, still a friend to this day, humored me in my love for horror stories, she encouraged me to write something closer to me than horror. So I wrote Memorial Park in 1990. It was my first attempt at serious fiction, and what I released on the last episode of Not About Lumberjacks is pretty much the story as it was written. I did change some names and a couple little things along the way like that. All these years later, I still love the story. Obviously, when one is starting out as a writer, it's really easy to write what they know. In this case, creating an almost autobiographical work. It should come as no surprise to anybody that the teachers in the story are based on actual teachers I had, and some of the characters based on people I knew. In fact, I used my own name and an old friend's name in one scene because we really did have a P.E. teacher who called both of us Dagos. Where are the Dago brothers was not uncommon to hear in the gym when he looked for Tony and me. And a couple other classmates in the story are based on people I actually knew. But most of the story, especially the fight, comes from my imagination. Here's the real story of the fight that inspired the battle in Memorial Park. I was in line at lunch and a sort of friend, a kid named Kevin, cut in front of me. I didn't mind because, as I mentioned, he was someone who was sort of a friend. By that, I mean, at least at school, we sat together with the same group of rejects and generally got along. Suddenly, though, people were saying, You gonna take that, Grunland? and trying to start trouble. Someone leaned over me and shoved Kevin and blamed it on me. We were pushed into each other while people called for a fight, but why would I fight a friend? I was heavily picked on in school, and that level of humiliation was nothing compared to most of my time in the school. But Kevin teetered on popular. He was friends with popular people, and if he had worked at winning over more people rather than just being himself, he could have had a much greater standing in the school than what he had. So, as people called for a fight and things escalated, Kevin found himself agreeing with those saying we should fight at Memorial Park after school. Kevin and I were two of the bigger kids in Carl Sandburg Jr. High School, so people were excited to see us fight. I remember at some point during that day seeing mock tickets made by people like it was some kind of big-ticket boxing match. If you had one of those tickets, you'd be right up front for the big fight. I dreaded each moment that afternoon. I was very good at defending myself, but I never liked it. And I hated fighting, even though I was big and could have damaged most people who tormented me. After school, I walked to Memorial Park and we really did fight in a sand pit. I faced Kevin, and I could tell that he really didn't want to fight either, but reputation mattered to him. And so we kind of stepped toward each other, and eventually Kevin threw a punch that I blocked with my upper arm. Every punch he threw landed in a way that didn't hurt me. I didn't want to fight, but it was clear that as adrenaline took hold of Kevin, that I had no real choice, even though I kept thinking about ways to get out of the battle. I stepped up and feigned with my left hand and easily landed a punch with my right to the left side of Kevin's face. To this day, it's the only time I've punched somebody in the face. I never needed to stand toe-to-toe and fight in those moments. I actually defended myself and took people to the ground. I feigned a punch again, Kevin flinched, and I hit him again in his left side. I should mention here that Kevin was blind in his left eye. All I had to do to win the fight was exploit that side of his body where he couldn't see the blows coming. But I didn't want to fight and hurt a sort of friend. I kept thinking of a way out. That whole, my scoliosis, scene in Memorial Park? Yeah, that really happened. Fear seemed to well up inside Kevin as I reminded him being blind in one eye was not to his advantage in a fight, my strong side no less. So he rushed me. He raised his arm high above his head and made a fist. It would have been easy to punch or kick him in the gut or the nuts, but I wanted out of the fight without hurting him. When Kevin's hammer blow came down, I turned, took it in the back, and I really did scream, My scoliosis! I really had been diagnosed with a slight curve to my spine shortly before the fight and was teased about it enough that everybody knew it existed. I was full of adrenaline and scared and must have sounded like I was cleaved in half by the blow. I folded to the ground in a thud and didn't move. It scared the crap out of some people while others wanted to see Kevin keep hitting me. Someone really did say something like, God damn, Kevin, you hit Grunlin in his scoliosis and fucking killed him. Kevin was relieved that he won the fight, and he seemed quite relieved that it never really got started. Of course, I was picked on even more, but you reach a point when you're on the receiving end of bullying that you either snap and kill your classmates or you just take it because it's long crossed the point of hurting any more than it already has. In that move, in letting Kevin hit me in the back, I like to think we each won that fight that afternoon in Memorial Park. Thank you for listening to Not About Lumberjacks and Behind the Cut. Theme music for Behind the Cut is a tune called Reaper by Hrazen, Visit nolumberjacks.com for information about the music, the episodes, and the voice talent. Next month, it's a handful of microfiction. Think of it as literary stocking stuffers. Until next time, be mighty and keep your axes sharp.